Good morning, church. If you're still standing, you can take a seat. So, we're doing things a little bit differently today. Uh, Darren and me are going to attempt to talk at, well, not exactly at the same time, but... Uh, <laughs> no promises. <laughs> um, we're going we're gonna to do this uh, Vision Sunday message together today, which means we could either go extremely formal and read our bits each, which would be boring, wouldn't it? Or we could go really informal and wing it a bit, which is going to be, well, you like it, but the person working the, the media does not like it. Good luck, Audrey. Because uh, Audrey has no idea what we're going to say next. Uh, usually she has a bit of an idea. Um, so today is Vision Sunday, the second Vision Sunday of our year. We have a Vision Sunday in the, at the beginning of the year, usually around about March or just before Easter, which is also our AGM. And then we have another one um, at the beginning of November to uh, share progress of what we've been doing. Now, um, I want to just start off by taking just a few minutes. We've got three main things we want to share with you today. But we realize that some of you may have joined Gateway, either in person or online, within the last year or nine months or so on. And so you might not be totally sure what our vision actually is. Up until the end of, of last year, this is 21, isn't it? We're still in 21. Yeah. Right. The, the last two years feel like uh, one mixed up mess to me, you know. It could be 2025. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. So... Um, so at the end of 2020, which was at the end of last year, we completed our five-year plan, which was called the 2020 vision. And we are so grateful both to the people of Gateway and to God that we actually accomplished every single goal that we had set and we went over and above. So it was wonderful. And so we then set a new vision um, that we had, that a number of us had, had gone away for a day to Camp Nakaman and we had prayed and sought God. And uh, we can't go into that in detail today. If you're new to the church, I would recommend you watch the earlier Vision Sunday from this year or the one from November last year, both of those. But just to give you a little help, if you just put up the next slide, the Tree of Life, our, the Bible says... Um, in the book of Proverbs, a vision fulfilled is a tree of life. So we felt that God was saying once our 2020 vision was fulfilled, it was now time to become a tree of life. Our vision is to see Gateway as a church being a tree of life. And we want our roots to go down deep, um, to have a root system that goes down deep. It rooted in Christ, grounded in the Word of God, and watered by the Spirit. We are united around Jesus Christ. We believe the Bible is the Word of God, and we want to experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, right? And if that is the case, then our church will put out branches, ministries, we will put out branches and each branch will bear fruit. 
And as you can see, we have three main branches. And this side here, the main branch is called family ministries. And we have three little branches on that main branch. Gateway groups, gateway youth, gateway kids. So regardless of what age you are or phase of life, there are ministry branches in the family ministries branch. And that is one thing we do. We don't just want to have groups and have a youth ministry and have a kids ministry. We want them to bear abundant fruit. Over here on this side, you'll see here it says Ecclesia Network. This is something we're not, get, we're not fully into yet. We will probably talk about that branch more next year, okay? And then there's the, the main trunk has a branch sticking out the top. And this is to do with our building here, which is, you know, the building is not the church. We are the church. We meet in this building. And we want this building to not only house a local church, but be an apostolic center that can reach the city, the province, the nation, and the world from here. And we are doing that. Many of you joining us online are in the UK, Pakistan, Australia, Chile, lots of places. And so we are able to reach, do you know, we, do you know that one of our groups, one of our gateway groups is in Indonesia? Do you know that? And they're a gateway group. And so we are able to reach out to the world. Now, we can only, the only way the gateway will become a tree of life, that every branch or ministry is bearing abundant fruit. Because, you know, sometimes churches have a branch that died 46 years ago and hasn't produced an apple or an orange since then. But we have to keep it going because Sister Brown started that ministry in 1946, you know, or something like that. No, Jesus said if a branch isn't bearing fruit, it's time for it to go. But if it's bearing fruit and if it's rooted in Christ, it will bear abundant fruit. The only way our church will do that is if each individual is a tree of life. Our goal is to invest into your lives. That's our vision so that you would be rooted in Christ. You would be grounded in the word. Your life would be watered by the spirit. And every one of you, like a tree of life bearing fruit, when we come together, like it says in Psalm 92, we are, we are not just people who occasionally attend church, but we are planted in the house of the Lord. We're planted in the house of the Lord. We are totally committed to the vision and the community here. The Bible says, if you are planted in the house of the Lord, you shall flourish. We want to see your lives flourishing. And if all of our lives are flourishing, our church is flourishing. So that's a mini snapshot of our current vision and how as each branch begins to appear, we will water that branch. We will make sure it bears fruit. <clears throat> but if you want a lot more information, you need to look at our last two Vision Sundays. Because today, what we're going to do is we are going to give you a kind of big picture overview of our main plans for next year. We are not going to give you all the things we accomplished this year. We're keeping that till March. 
because that's the AGM. Otherwise, we would stand up and say, we've already told you what we accomplished last year. So we are going to keep that to them. We're going to talk about this year. So we've got three main things. What, what's our first main thing? Big Sundays. Big Sundays. Events are events. Yes. So the first thing, that, uh, the three things we're going to share to you, with you today are our events, our teams, and our current project. So next year, we, are, we want to put a little bit more of a focus on special events, both on Sundays and in communities. So I'm going to talk a bit about Sundays. Darren's going to talk a bit about communities. As you know, we already have three big Sundays that we do every year anyway. You know, Easter, Christmas, and fall kickoff, which we now call Harvest Fest. But occasionally we also do other big Sundays. Um, you know, Mother's Day, or there might be a baptism Sunday or something like that. But here's what we've become aware of. Church attendance, in-person attendance, has changed in recent times, okay? Um, before COVID, I mean, like, you know how we divide the calendar into a, 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 AD and BC? I'm sure we're going to now divide things in the future as to before COVID and after COVID, right? Before COVID, in-person attendance on a weekly basis was very high. So we were at two services. Those services were busy services and so on. And then we had all kinds of changing regulations. No in-person services for three months. And then you can come back, but you've got to socially distance. Sometimes we were allowed 30% of capacity. Sometimes we were allowed 15% of capacity. Um, some, some of you now, some of you continue to attend in person every week. You're my favorite people, but don't tell the rest. Okay, right? <laughs> some of you continue to attend every week in person. Some of you connect with us online every single week. Some of you attend maybe once or twice a month in person or connect with us once or twice a month online. I'm just talking about our Sundays, not online groups and things just now. Um, and some of you are, are kind of like hybrids, you know? You're, some weeks you're here in person, some weeks you're connecting online. That means everything's changed uh, as far as attendance is concerned. So we thought that... It would be good if every single month we had a big Sunday. One Sunday a month, we have a big Sunday. For those of you who only attend in person uh, uh, less, less often, we would say to you, make that the Sunday that you come because it's going to be a special Sunday. For those of you who, who are within driving distance, but you spend most Sundays in your pajamas at home watching online, that would be a good Sunday to get out of bed and come to church because something special is going to happen. It will be a special service. Do you remember, how many of you remember before we went to two services when we just had one service and our service used to be at 10 a.m.? Does anybody remember that? Give me a wave if you remember the 10 a.m.s. 
And you remember we moved that service to 10.30 because it was a bit early, especially for the worship team that had to come. And do you remember that you all made a promise? (laughs) I said we would only move to 10.30 if you all promised to be here at 10.30. And that we knew that you could get here at 10.30 because although the service was at 10 a.m., you weren't all here until 10.30. So we knew you could get here at 10.30. And you all said, aye, aye, Captain, we will be there at 10.30. And you did it for three months. And then it became 10.35, 10.42. See on the big Sundays we're about to tell you about, one a, one a month, Can you get here early, church? Can you get to church early one Sunday? For those of you who come early, there will be free coffee and occasionally other little treats and surprises, but only for the early people, okay? The early bird catches the worm, okay? Maybe we will put little gummy worms on the table as a symbol for that. Also, the service plan will be slightly different on those Sundays. So if you arrive late, you might miss something really important, maybe even the best part of the service. So I want to encourage you to to do that. So let me just turn around. We are going to have big Sundays once a month, a special service, free coffee, okay, to wake you up. Let's just have a little look at some of the big Sundays that we are going to do. This is where I need your help, Audrey. Baptism. We're going to have baptisms. Is that in January? Is that why we've... It's three of them. It'll be January, May, I believe, and October. January, May, and October. So we're going to have baptism Sundays. We are not just going to kind of like wing it and say, let's put a baptism Sunday up. We will have planned them in advance. They are planned to be a number of weeks after each of our special evangelistic services like Christmas and so on, so that new people who come to the church or people who have put their faith in Christ within a few weeks' time will have heard about baptism and will be able to make the decision to follow Jesus in baptism. They are strategically placed throughout the year. Also, next one, Vision Sunday, of course. We're doing that today, and we will have two Vision Sundays next year, as always, in March and again on the first Sunday in November. March will be our AGM, where we also approve our annual budget, and uh, also we will approve our team who will be our board members then. We don't deal with either of those things at this one. A couple of Vision Sundays. What else do we have next year? Mother's Day 2022. So we're going to have a special service to celebrate Mother's Day. And of course, if we're going to celebrate the mothers, next one, Father's Day 2022. We will do that as well. I mean, I'm sure we'll have like, I don't know, but maybe breakfast sausages or something like that. Something Something to make sure all the dads are here early. And if the dads are here early, the family's here early, okay? We all know it's the females who keep you late. We know that, all right? What else do we have coming up? Easter in Edmonton. We're going, you know, Easter is always a fantastic time. You know that in many of these, not all of them, but many of these big services, we have to revert back to two services again at times because we need to get everyone in. What else do we have coming up? 
we have Canada Day at Gateway. This was something that we started a few years ago, celebrating not only Canada Day, but the, all of the people in our, in our congregation who come from every nation, tribe, and tongue, who gathered together in Canada, but also have gathered together as part of our Gateway family. But two more we also have coming up, Harvest Fest, which we have got coming up. Uh, or sorry, which we had uh, just a few weeks ago, we had our Harvest Fest, and that was our sec second one. We did Harvest no, That was the first one. We, we did fall kickoffs before, but we, we switched to Harvest before. Fest for... So you might remember, there was, for three years, we renamed fall kickoff Carnival Sunday, and we did something different, and now we are renaming them Harvest Fest to have that Harvest Festival. And of course, last but not least, what's the one that's coming up soon is Christmas in Edmonton, December 24. That we don't, I'm calling that a big Sunday, but it's always on, um, uh, on Christmas Eve. What day is Christmas Eve next year? Next year? No idea. <laughs> no, no idea. So, but this year's seems, a Friday. He seems to memorize things, so I, that's why I ask. So, those are going to be our big days. Some of them, like Baptism and Vision Sunday, we will have more than once, but one Sunday a month, one Sunday a month, all of the people who can be in person will be in person. And all God's people said? All the people who are in person will be here early. And all God's people said? And all of the people who connect online will make sure that you join us live, even if it's 3 a.m. in your country. Join us live on that, that day and let us know you're here. So what we want to do is we will have Sunday services every week as normal, message series in between those big days, but one Sunday a month. Mark your calendar for it because that is going to be the important service of the month that day. But not just Sundays, Darren has stuff to share. Well, we, uh, we've had a couple events recently. Uh, how many people are at Women's Night? Anyone? Yeah, a few people. Uh, and how about the family encounter we had yesterday? A few people too, yeah? Okay, so we had, we had uh, about, I think it was 60, 61, 62 women at the Women's Night and, and another 60 people at Family Encounter. And there's just been this hunger for these smaller events. Like we have our Sundays where we gather and we have hundreds of people here. But, but there's been this hunger for these smaller events where, where you can kind of get into a smaller group. And it's not like the size of a, a gateway group, which would be like 10, 15 people, but, but a smaller group of like 60 to 100 people where you can worship God, uh, connect with people, grow in your faith, and, and, and build these relationships with other people. And, and there's been this hunger through COVID, COVID to do that. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to because restrictions are really fun to navigate right now. Um, but in 2022, we are looking forward to bringing back all of the events that we've done in the past and launching a few new ones. And these will be about once a month on Wednesdays. We're going to be hosting different special events at the church. This doesn't include things like our family encounter, which will happen again next year on a Saturday in November. This doesn't include things like our, our youth encounter weekend, which happens um, in March, the first weekend of March for, for our youth. But this is specifically events for everyone in the church who wants to attend um, 
other than like men's breakfast and women's breakfast, which isn't for everyone, obviously. Uh, but special events that are happening once a month on Wednesdays for people in the church. And this includes things like our academy open night. So basically, um, we've, a, we've got a number of people who are a part of our first academy semester. Um, and we're going to keep the academy going next year. We have three more semesters planned, a winter one, a spring one, and a fall one. And in the interest of opening it up a little bit to people who are potentially interested in checking out what the academy is but don't want to invest and pay, we're going to be at the start of each semester hosting an academy open night. And that, all that means is you can sign up, you can show up, you can learn from uh, Pastor Dan and Pastor Martin, grow in your faith a little bit, be challenged in your faith, and, and decide if you want to attend the academy more or maybe that's enough for you. But it's just an open night where you can participate, be a part of it, and, and just enjoy fellowship with other people. As well as that, we've, we've got our prayer and prophecy nights. We, we've done a couple of these over COVID because um, we, we're able to live stream them and do prayer online and whatnot. And, and these are really, really fun events because we have a worship team. We, we get to pray for people. We get to um, not lay out hands on people yet, but, but we've been able to pray for people both online and in person and, and just share prophetic words of what God is saying to his people. And so we've got a couple of those coming up next year. I believe it's two of those coming up, one in March and one, one in um, end of August, something like that. On top of that, we have our women's nights. So we just had our first one uh, in a long time this past, um, or a couple weeks ago, and, and it, I, I wasn't there um, for obvious reasons, um, but I heard great reports of just how incredible it was and how great it was for, for the women to connect and, and to learn and to grow as a community. And so we're going to keep that up. We've got another two of those planned for next year. I don't remember the months, but we'll release more information about that in the future. Of course, we also, when we have a women's night, that means we also need to have a men's breakfast, if I'm remembering. That's the next slide, I think. Yes. Or no, I skipped one, but we'll go back to that. Um, Holy Spirit Encounter. We'll, we'll go back to that in a sec. Um, so we have our men's breakfast. We got our first one, I think, ever? I think it's the first one ever um, that we've done here at Gateway coming up in just a couple weeks and just an opportunity. You know, women get to hang out, do crafts and, and, and connect and grow in their faith. Men should have the same opportunity, right? Um, so we're going to be doing that. Men have the opportunity to eat bacon. That's, that's what you're... Everything that your wife doesn't want you to eat at home, we'll have it at men's breakfast, right? Right, Dan? Um, so we'll have our men's breakfast. We'll have a couple of those next year as well. Um, if we go back one slide to the one I missed, is Holy Spirit Encounter. Now, we haven't done a Holy Spirit Encounter in, in a while because of COVID, but basically our Holy Spirit Encounter events were opportunities for you or for people to, to grow in their faith and to connect with the Holy Spirit. And, and typically we have some worship, we have a little bit of teaching, but it's mostly oriented around having stations located throughout the church for, for different prayer activities, different uh, activities that will help you connect with God and connect with the Spirit and, and whatnot. And so we're going to be bringing that back in the next year. It might look a bit different than previously, but we're going to be bringing it back. Um, the men's breakfast and whatever. what's our final? Can, can I just jump in on the Holy Spirit encounter a second? The first one we're doing, we're, the first one we're doing is in May, I think, and it is 
it is on the week of Pentecost. Yeah, that's correct. So what we're going to do during that week is, in the Holy Spirit encounter, is the emphasis is going to be on, like, on the day of Pentecost, receiving the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, receiving the gifts of the Spirit, and whatever else you need. So that... Mark that one down, right? If you, if you have never been zapped and other people have been zapped and you want to be zapped by the Holy Spirit, we're going to be zapping that night, okay? And then our last event is one that we unfortunately had to modify this year. Um, but a couple of years back, we did our first volunteer appreciation Christmas dinner. And under current rules, we're not able to do that this year. We've, we've got a different plan. Um, we're going to be delivering gifts to our volunteers' houses. So if you're volunteering at Gateway or have over this past year, just beware staff are going to be showing up at your door in the next month or two, um, dropping off gifts. But, but in next year, we're, we're really hoping and planning that we'll be able to have our volunteer appreciation Christmas party. And it's really just an opportunity for us as a staff team to say thank you. Because everything that goes on here at Gateway, it can't happen without our volunteers. We, well, like our staff team is incredibly talented, but we really can't do everything on our own. Alex can only play the guitar and, and maybe bass on, on a Sunday. He can't also run all of the tech. So, so everything that happens on a Sunday, everything that happens on, on, on our Wednesday events, on our, at our youth on Fridays and in our groups throughout the week, all of that happens because of the incredible people who have dedicated their time to this church and and making sure that it can grow and, and God can do what he wants to do among the people here. So we're looking forward. This year, volunteer appreciation is a little bit different, but next year we're hoping to get back to our volunteer appreciation Christmas dinner slash party and, and get back into that. So that's just a brief overlook of all of the different Wednesday events that we're going to be doing over this next year. And um, the reason that we're saying once a month on a Sunday and once a month on a Wednesday is because, um, you, you know, unless the Lord gives us prophetic insight here, I don't know what Jason Kenny's going to say next week, okay? I have the feeling he might not even know what he's going to say next week because it changes so often and See if we plan some, you know, if you plan a series or a, a, a series of seminars or something, and then you have to cancel it, you're canceling the whole thing. But with us doing a monthly Sunday event, a monthly Wednesday event, if it so happens that, that regulations change for a few weeks, all it means is we're postponing one event. That's all. It's not, it's not like the whole church has now gone on hold. Like last year when they did the first three-month lockdown, it was a shock to everyone. All our churches were placed on hold and we had to scramble to come up with other ideas. We want to be proactive and plan ahead for every eventuality, okay? And we feel that this will help with the monthly Sunday and the monthly Wednesday. We will still have services every Sunday, and there are other communities apart from the Wednesday one. I think we've got, um, do we ha did we, do we have the well, other? We, we, yeah, we do. We first have big Sundays, big Sundays Wednesday nights. Uh, Gateway Kids, 
What else comes up? Wednesday event, Gateway Youth. So Gateway Kids and Gateway Youth and our Gateway Groups, they're communities that are on every week. Gateway Youth is on every Friday. Gateway Kids is on every Sunday. And Gateway Groups are on throughout the week. So these are our regular communities. Is there, an, is there another one that goes in there? And then the Academy, as well as the Open Night, which is the big community night for everyone, for those who sign up, they will continue in the learning community of the academy throughout. So we're not putting the other communities on hold. They will meet every week. But the once a month Wednesday communities and the once a month uh, Sunday specials will be so that we can elevate something that we can all be a part of. And if we can't do it, it's only one night or one morning that we are postponing slightly. So, we can't do it on our own. You've just said we need teams. And uh, we have lots of teams in this church. We are not going to be talking about new teams because we, it's almost, I feel almost like we are relaunching the church all over again after COVID, you know? It's like we've taken five steps back. But what we want to do, and especially for all the new people who have joined us over the last year and a half, we want you to know what, what teams and ministries are available in this church. Because, you know, in a little while, we're going to ask you for your money. Okay? But in case you think all they want is our money, no, that's not true. We want your time and talents as well. Okay? <laughs> when you came to Jesus, I think you said, I give you my everything. And so on his behalf, we say, thank you very much. We will take it, right? <laughs> so you have gifts, you have talents, and you have a place to serve. But you might not be aware of all of our teams or which staff members lead them. So we've got a video to show you briefly in which we are going to introduce you to our teams and ministries and our staff who lead them. Let's have a look. Well, hi, church. I am Martin Trange, and I'm the lead pastor here at Gateway Alliance Church. The thing that makes Gateway work is our teams. The whole church is one team, and we are so grateful and thankful for everything that you have done, contributing your time, your prayers, and your finances over the last season. Our church also contains many really important volunteer teams each of which is headed up by one of our staff members. I have the privilege of leading our staff team. And so now I want them to introduce themselves to you and share with you the teams and ministries that they lead, how God has been working in it, and how you can be a part of it. My name is Darian Jafar, and I am the associate pastor here at Gateway. I'm so, so excited to have seen this past year what God has done in and through each and every one of your lives. All the people who've gotten saved, who've gotten baptized, who've encountered God in new ways uh, because of our incredible teams, our volunteers and staff here at Gateway. I'm also really excited because this past summer we held our, our summer group semester and we had over a hundred individuals join into groups, getting into community, finding people that they could be around and be themselves around and grow in their faith and, and just engaging in community in that way. And I'm really, really excited to see what God is going to be doing in and through each and every one of our lives and through this church over the next year. 
I'm Kat Herzog and I'm the Gateway Kids Director. Yesterday we had our first ever family encounter, which was super exciting and lots of fun. I'm really excited about where we are going with our kids' ministry and how we're going to be able to grow deeper and learn more about Jesus, not just in an intellectual way, but actually practically hands-on experience. Hi, I'm Spencer Wills. I am the youth director here at Gateway Alliance Church, and I am just so incredibly excited about what God is doing through our youth, through our Lead You Discipleship program. Hey, my name is Dan Taylor. I'm the campus pastor here at Gateway. And the thing that I've been excited to see happen this year is the, the launch of Gateway Academy. And in there, we've really gotten to see God open up his word and open up their spiritual lives in a new way for people that, that they really haven't experienced before. And, and I'm really looking forward to see what God does second semester and onward with all of the people who are committed there. Hi, Gateway family. My name is Joy, and I'm the director of hospitality. And I'm so excited this Christmas season and the upcoming year to be creating connections and community in our church. So I'm so excited to get to know you and to just build moments as we build the kingdom. And so I can't wait to get to know you and to build our community and connect with each other some more. Hi, I'm Erica. I'm the worship director here at Gateway. I'm Alex. I'm the technical director. It's really exciting to see that people at Gateway have this new surge of hunger for the presence of God in worship. We've been praying together as a group and seeing answers to this prayer and healing and provision. And we know that this is only the beginning. We believe that God wants to take worship into the Holy of Holies, and we're really excited to experience Him with you. So... You know, Darren and I are like the senior leadership team, and he will agree with me. We have, we have a fantastic team, staff we, team. We in the really church. do. We have the best team, I think. And if you were surprised and you thought, oh, Joyce, the director of hospitality, I thought that was Jocelyn. Jocelyn is officially on maternity leave. And so that is why Joy is, has stepped up. And um, you might have noticed that they multitask most of these people. You might think, Oh, I thought they were on worship, or I thought, yeah, they multitask. And many of you multitask too. And, uh, you, and, and like, you can all multitask. You can serve in the church. You can attend the church. You can pray for the church. You can bring people to the church. You can give money to the church. <laughs> so that brings us to the third thing. We have talked about our major events for next year. We've shown you the team that lead the teams in the church. And now our project, on every Vision Sunday, we take up a special vision offering. And our vision offering goes towards something that we need to do that is not covered in our annual budget. Okay? So when we set our annual budget at near the beginning of the year, um, that annual budget which we will share with you in March to be approved and so on, that annual budget just covers all of our like monthly expenses. Like it is expensive to keep any organization running. If you're a part of like a community league or a not-for-profit, you will know that. It is, it's way more expensive than people think. And so our budget just covers our expenses. But on Vision Sunday, we choose a project that we need to do, but it's not covered by our annual budget. And so, I don't know what the next slide says. What does the next slide says? Okay, so our goal 
Our current project is we need to repaint, re-carpet, and refresh the auditorium. And that costs a lot of money. We, we've like got quotes, and it's going to cost $40,000. Now, this, this might not be an easy sell, because you might think, I think the auditorium's fine. That's because we dim the lights. Let's lift all the house lights a minute. Let's lift, have a look at that disgusting carpet. Just have a look at it. It was steam cleaned. It doesn't clean anymore. Like we get it steam cleaned, but the cleaners tell us this is beyond cleaning, right? Now, I think it's so bad because I think while you're worshiping, you kick over your coffee and then dance on top of it or something like that, right? <laughs> I mean, like down the front, it looks like an exorcism took place or something like that, right? You should have seen, we, me and my wife did our wedding here and we cleared an area of the carpet for a dance floor. And if you move the chairs, oh my goodness, we were dancing on coffee stains all night. It was, it was, it was awful. Now, so, you th so, okay, we dim the light so you don't see it so bad. But listen, isn't this the house, you know, the house of the Lord? Don't we meet here as God's people? And if we owned a movie theater or a restaurant or a nightclub, wouldn't we want it to look good? How much more should it look good if it, you can put the lights down now because it's horrible, but dim them a bit, <laughs> right? <laughs> this auditorium is the only room in this building that has not been touched for over 20 years since the building was built, right? Now, for those of you who attend in person, you can see the benefit of contributing to this, right? For those of you who attend online, you don't care what the carpet looks like. I realize that. But let me say this. This room here is the meeting place for those of us who meet in person, but it is the recording studio for those of you who connect online. Like, it's important for you online people as well that we have a good and decent television studio in order to broadcast from. Not only is it our broadcasting studio, not only is it our Sunday auditorium, but other things take place in here as well. Our family encounter took place in here. Uh, the youth meet in here. This is a rental facility that enables us to actually meet our budget every year because we rent this place out. We rent it out to another church. We rent it out for weddings. We rent it out for concerts. We've had like whatever the Edmonton version of the X Factor was, met here one year, I remember. You know, we have all kinds of, because we've got the sound in the media, people want to rent this venue. But when they come in to view the venue and all the lights are on, the first thing they say is, can you do something with the carpet? And we say, we can't, it's beyond cleaning. You know? I know some of you have tried that burger, Beyond Meat. And you thought, beyond meat means not as good as meat, right? 
this carpet is beyond cleaning, which means even cleaning won't make it look like a carpet anymore, right? We need a new carpet. We need to repaint, refresh, and re-carpet the auditorium and make this take pride in the, in the building that the Lord provided for us. Yeah, and, and another big thing with it too is um, we a, long, or a couple years back, we had a church growth expert come through and, and just give advice and whatnot. And uh, as he was, I, I remember Martin, I think it was Martin told me this story, um, but he, they'd been explaining how we have Edmonton and then we have St. Albert and St. Albert, you have more rich people live there. And as he was driving into the property, I, I heard the story that he saw the weeds that we used to have in our ditch and he said, oh, well, I guess nobody from St. Albert comes to your church. And we're like, oh, well, it's something that we, st- after a while, you stop noticing, but new people will notice. And, and the thing with our carpet is, is it creates a bit of a distraction. Like, we dim the lights, but it still creates a bit of a distraction. And, and the paints, if you look really close, you'll see lines where we've had to repaint because our youth have put holes in the walls. Um, I'll take no responsibility, even though I used to be the youth director. Uh, it's all in Spencer now. Anyways, um, but, but there's, there's lines in the paint, there's, there's stains on the floor, and, and it's the same if you were to walk into this church for the first time and you saw garbage everywhere in the foyer, it kind of gives you an impression of, this is not going to be a great service. And maybe if it were me, I'd probably just turn around and, and leave. But that's why we try to be very intentional with everything that we do to, to create as little action as possible. It's why we have like beautiful scenic design sets that put up. Yes, they cost money, but they create an atmosphere. It's why our hospitality team will have like um, flowers or different decor out in the foyer. Yeah, it costs money, but it creates an atmosphere. And the goal is to create a place where people can encounter God. And if there are distractions that are taking away from what God wants to do, that's not a good thing. And so the big thing with this is we want to eliminate those distractions. We, we're planning on putting in like a darker carpet so that stains don't show up as well. We're planning on, um, I'm not sure about the wall color yet. We're, having, we're working with a designer for that. But, but just doing everything that we can to eliminate any distraction that might take people out of the presence. Because it's all really about people. It's all about new people, people encountering God, people coming to faith in Christ. People are, are the lifeblood of the church, and we want to do whatever we can to reach people. So, so our goal is $40,000, and you might think, maybe you've done renos in your house, and you might think, well, that, that sounds like a lot of money to spend on, on things like carpet and paint. Well, if you throw up the next slide, Audrey. Um, so this auditorium and stage is 8,200 square feet, 8,250 square feet of carpet. And I did some research that is five and a half times the size of the average home in Alberta. So like my wife and I, we just bought our home last year, and it's about 1,400 square feet, I believe, between two floors. And so that's our home times five and a half is this auditorium space. And on top of that, that also means we have about 10,215 square feet of wall space and ceiling space that needs to get painted. And this figure is a little bit more difficult because for some reason people don't report, the the government of Alberta doesn't keep stats on the average wall space in a house. I don't know why, but it's just not a thing. Um, But it's approximately, from what I could find, about 3.8 times the size of an average large home's wall space that you need to paint. So there's, we're talking, 
talking 20-foot ceilings. We're talking a 70-foot long room. Like, there's a lot of space, a lot of stuff that needs to happen. And we're working with contractors and professionals to, to make sure this can happen. Um, and with the goal of $40,000, what that means is, I believe it's between, if throw up the next slide, it's between seventeen dollars and $19,000 to get professionals in to paint this place. We don't want to just have, like, DIYers come in and do a, like, half job that doesn't look, it looks okay, but it doesn't look very good and won't last. We're, we want to bring in professionals to do a very good job. Um, so we've got a painting company that we're working with. costs between seventeen dollars and $19,000 to repaint this entire auditorium, to repaint the doors, to repaint everything. And, and then on top of that, it'll cost about eighteen dollars to $20,000 for, for the carpet. We're planning on redoing the carpet on the stage with just dark, dark carpet, and then the floor with like a grayish um, pattern, uh, all carpet tiles so that when coffee spills and the stain gets, we can just rip up one tile and replace it so that there's longevity. And then we want to replace, you might, have, you might have noticed when you're walking into the auditorium. Um, we currently have brass hardware on our doors, and brass doesn't react very nicely to cleaning supplies, which means that there's a white film over them right now. We want to replace that. We want to fix that. We want to repaint the doors. We want to repaint everything and just update this place so that it looks as good as possible and eliminates any potential distractions. In, in a public building, it, you have no idea how quick things like hardware wear down. Like, every day, if every day a dozen people are putting a key in the door and opening it and shutting it, within a short period of time, the keys no longer work and we have to get the locks changed. Hinges on the doors, things you never think about. But in public buildings, walking across a carpet, opening and shutting a door happens hundreds of times more than it does in your own home. And so that's why we need this money uh, to get this done. And um, so we are looking today for $40,000 to come in. We're looking for people in this room and those connecting online to either give today or to pledge that you're going to be able to give in the next few weeks. However, Darian had an idea last week before this service to help us with this goal. Do you want to share that? Yeah, so we figure we don't want to just be standing up here and being like, give us your money, cool, but we're not going to do anything. So we asked our staff team and our board to actually give and pledge to give to, to this project beforehand. And so between our staff and, and our board and a few people in the church who have already given for, for the vision offering over the past couple weeks, we've already raised $1,100, or no, not $1,100, sorry, $11,000 for this project. So we're already a quarter funded, and we're talking about about 10 people have given so far. Um, so we, we as a staff, we want to show we are invested in this church. We are invested in this project. We don't want to just be asking you for your money. We are putting our money where our mouth is, and, and now it, the, to raise so, the rest is on So you. 29, we're looking for 29 uh, and uh, today, and if we do that, we have reached our goal. So let's just round it up to 30. That's an easier number, 30. We're looking for, so $30,000 is 30 people given $1,000. Some people can give $1,000. Some people can give more, I'm sure. Or it's 15, uh, or sorry, 60 families given 500. You can work out the math yourself. Th this is the goal. If all of us do what we can do, Together, we will get everything done, right?
So it's not like, there's no membership here. It's not like if you want to be part of this church, you must pay $5,000 membership every year. You know, there's no membership fee. You could come to this church and never give a cent to, for the rest of your life. And you would still, you would still come and enjoy the, enjoy the services. But you wouldn't be contributing anything yourself. And so um, there's no membership fee, but this is all of our churches. For all of us, this is our church. Now, one of our board members earlier this year invited me to go to an event, a shooting event at a private, a private shooting club. And so I went there and I met some of the members of that club there. And it, they don't have a big membership. They have a very limited membership. But they were talking about how when things need done in the clubhouse, they just say to the members, right, you all need to cough up 3,000 each because the clubhouse needs fixed up. It's your clubhouse you all, and they all have to cough up the same amount of money in order to fix it, the clubhouse. And when he said that, I thought, you know something? This is our clubhouse. It's your clubhouse. This is your church building. I don't own this building. I'm a member of this church the same way as you are. This is our building. But we're not saying everybody has to cough up the same amount of money. What we are saying is if all of us will prayerfully consider what our contribution is, and if we will do what we feel the Lord is laying in our heart, some people will just be able to give a small amount. Some people will be able to give a big amount. But 29,000 will come in, will be added to that 11, and we will meet our target of 40,000 if we all do our part. And it reminds me of Jesus when he saw the rich man coming into the temple and he put a large sum of money into the offering. And then a little widow woman came and she put in two mites because that was all she had, two little coins. And Jesus said, in God's eyes, that woman actually gave more than the rich guy. Because the rich guy, just he still had loads of money. But he, Jesus said, this woman gave all she had. So God knows. We know and God knows. Every single person is in a different financial situation. We understand that. We're not asking people to rack up their credit card and go into debt, okay, to be clear. We are saying, let us prayerfully consider what our contribution is going to be um, to this. And if you will do what the Lord lays on your heart, then I believe all the money will come in. If you're able to actually give today, you can do that. But if you're not going to be able to give for a few weeks, you can pledge today. And when we give to God, I want you to know he blesses us. Any of you who started tithing at some point in your life know that, oh, uh, I should have less money than I used to have, but I seem to have more now. The 90% that I'm left with seems to stretch further than the old 100% used to. Because God, you cannot outgive God. Now we've got a scripture verse to show you. It's from 2 Corinthians, and it says, Remember this. If you give a little, you will get a little. 
a farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop. But if he plants much, he will reap much. Everyone must make up his own mind. Every person in this room, every person connecting with us online, we are putting no pressure or guilt trip upon you. We are asking you to make up your own mind how much he should give. Don't force anyone to give more than he really wants. For cheerful givers are the ones God prizes. So, we're going to do a special offering today. How are we going to do it? Darren has the details. Well, if you heard this and you're thinking, yeah, I want to get involved. I want to contribute. I want to to build into this church and to be a part of what God's doing here. Um, There's two steps that we're asking you to do today. First of all, if you want to give today, you can go to gateway.ac slash vision and give there, or you can pledge to give at gateway.ac slash pledge. We also have um, credit and debit machines out in the foyer and computers out there that you can pledge or give out there at the info desk. Um, so you, that's the first step is you can either give or pledge to give. And then the second step is because we want to do something tangible. We don't want it to just be like, oh, I pulled out my phone. Cool. Actually, I just checked my text messages and responded to them. Like, we, we want to give people an opportunity to do something tangible and to act it out. So what we're asking you to do is step one, choose to give, give or pledge to give, um, but going gateway.ic slash vision, gateway.ic slash pledge, or going out to the info desk. And then after, uh, you'll see on the table in front of you, there should be a little thing of sticky notes. And all we want you to do is after you've given or pledged to give, just take one of those sticky notes, find the biggest coffee stain you can find on the floor and put it there. Find the biggest mark or hole on the wall and put it there. And just show, it's just a tangible act to show like, I am invested in this church. I am giving to this church. I am invested in what God is doing here. So, uh, and as you do that, it's, it's going to be a visual of, that's paid for, that's paid for, that's paid for. Don't write the, don't write the amount on your post-it note. It's just symbolic. Like nobody needs to know what you're giving. That's private between you and God. Uh, so, and the computer algorithms. So, the, right? And, uh, but the, once you have given or once you have pledged, it's a symbol uh, we want to see the carpet and we want to see the wall with the sticky notes on it because that is a symbol that that's paid for, right? And um, we don't want it just to be prayed for. We want it to be paid for, okay? So we're going to take a moment or two to just get out your phone right now. If you don't want to do it on your phone, if you want to go out and do it on the computer or do it on a debit machine, and envelopes, I guess, out there. You can go and do it. So let's just take a minute or two, just start rustling about and getting ready to either give or pledge. There's your two places to go online. You'll just wait a minute or two. You are allowed to do both. So for myself, 
earlier this week, I gave an offering at gateway.ac slash vision, but I wanted to give more. So I then went to gateway.ac slash pledge, and I pledged to give a little bit more in a few weeks' time. Feel free to do that. Get a double portion of God's blessing. All right, so in a moment, we're going to go and we're going to sing a song of worship. And when we do, that's when we'll just encourage you, if you got to put on your heart to, to give or to pledge to give, to do so now. Again, we're not trying to say if you, if you don't feel led to do that, don't do it. That's totally fine. If you're not a part of this church, don't worry about it as well. We just are encouraging people, if God is leading you to give, to do so. But in a moment, we're going to go into worship, and that's when uh, we'd encourage you to start... Uh, going out to the info desk, giving, pledging, going on your phone, putting sticky notes around the place. But before we do, let's just close it with a word of prayer. Let's Father. all stand together, church. Let's stand. Father God, we just, we thank you for what we have seen you do in this church over this past year. For how you've been faithful in our lives and, and you've been there for us when, when life has been tough and you've supported us, God. And we just thank you so much for the blessings that you've poured out on us. And God, we thank you for the promises that we see in Scripture, that, that the, the person who uh, sows generously will reap generously, God. That's a promise that we can hold on to, God. So Lord, I just pray that as you are convicting us, as you're challenging us, God, that we will start to, to give ourselves to you, Lord. Don't let us hold on to money and put money as an idol before you, God, but let us release that to you, God, and give all that we are to you, Lord, that you will be in control of our lives. And God, I pray as, as, as people give and as people pledge to give right now, Lord, that you will fulfill the mission that you've called us to, that, that we will have an abundance of a surplus of money to be able to complete this project, to be able to fix this auditorium, to be able to tidy it up and eliminate distractions, God, that we will be able to continue to reach people with the love of Christ. I pray this all in your name. Amen. 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 So let's continue with our giving. And then when you've done that, your stick, sticky notes, the worship team are going to lead us in a song of praise and celebration. So let's, let's make our giving an act of worship. Come on, church. <laughs> 